Hachette Audio presents The Moors Are Missing, Thrillers. Written by James Patterson with Lauren Esselman, Sam Hawkin, and Ed Chatterton. Read by Carissa Vacker and Maxwell Hamilton. The Moors Are Missing. Written by James Patterson with Lauren D. Estelman. Part 1. Off the Face of the Earth. Chapter 1. Forty-one years old. I was all ready for forty. I'd prepared for it since thirty-nine. Forty-one blindsided me. When I blew out the candles last Tuesday, it struck me that time was speeding up, like a recorded tape whirling faster as it approaches its end. Before I know it, I'll be fifty, with hair growing out of my ears. Sixty next, getting around with a walker, then my threescore and ten, and then death. Thank God for Kevin. He's three months older and never whines. Like he said at my party, look at it this way, old timer. Would you really want to relive your twenties? Have to learn all that crap all over again? His seize the day attitude is contagious. He's spread it through his family, which is why I spend so much time at their place. My standing weekly appointment to shoot hoops with Kevin is mainly an excuse to see the Moors. It's an atypical Pacific Northwest Saturday in early spring. The sun is coming up, revealing what will be a bright blue sky scraped clean of clouds. There's still a chill in the air left over from the night. We like to get going and play early, before breakfast. Maybe we should be playing golf instead, if we played golf. I ring the magic bell. Kevin's grin, Margot's quiet smile, will ease my worries. They're aging gracefully, visibly in love with each other, and devoted to their kids who love and respect them when they're not driving them nuts like healthy, normal teenagers. No one comes to answer. Margot will be cooking breakfast, the fan in the stove hood whirring loudly. Kevin in the bedroom, tying his sneakers just right. Josh and Gabby listening to hip-hop or playing video games in the den or texting, whatever it is young people do for entertainment now. Ray, you're thinking like an old crank. I ring again, wait, then reach for the button a third time. On impulse, I try the door instead. The knob turns. I frown. Our side of town has had two break-ins in six months and less than a week ago, a terrifying home invasion in Sackville, minutes from here, that left three people shot to death. We don't leave our doors unlocked anymore. Guys, it's Ray. LeBron couldn't make it. I start to open the door. I don't want to spook them. I push it just enough to stick my face through the gap. Hello? Is it my imagination, or does my voice echo? I step across the threshold into the house. I raise my voice. Kevin? Margot? Buzz, click. I jump almost out of my shoes. 
but it's just the sound made by the retro-mechanical clock on the fake fireplace mantel changing numerals. The place is that quiet. It's me, Ray, I say, cupping my hands around my mouth. I'm an invader now. Well-meaning neighbors have been struck down with baseball bats under similar circumstances. Ray Gillett, not Freddy Krueger. <laughs> the house is done in excellent taste, but no antiseptic showcase. Margot manages a doctor's office and is decorated with the same attention to detail that she brings to files and scheduling. The open living room, cozy den, spacious kitchen, three bathrooms, one on the ground floor, two on the second, are clean and relatively uncluttered. The bedrooms, likewise. And deserted. Huh. If they were in the backyard, I would have seen them as I walked over.